0: This is Unbroken, healing through storytelling. Just to let you know, we have a vodcast on YouTube where you can watch the edited highlights of the episode. And don't forget to subscribe. If you fancy the full audio version, symbols, just keep listening. Oh, and if you've got a second, please give us five stars and a review. It really helps us stand out and get this important message to even more people that need to hear it the most. Meantime, enjoy today's episode. My guest today is Andrea Rainsford she has had an extensive career in the corporate world working as a business development manager for Ernst & Young and Eversheds. A career change beckoned following a stroke and in 2009 Andrea graduated with a BSc in computing science. A need to help and guide small businesses followed and SEO Angel was born in 2014. SEO Angel Aims to demystify SEO to help small and micro businesses with their visibility and watch them thrive.
1: When I came back, um, I was I was driving to Leeds to we were pitching to Orange and we got a huge pitch um, and I'd done the proposal and, and I'd, I'd prepared the team and really very sadly I collapsed in the office and that was the start of everything really.
0: What must have been like, a young woman in her? thirties, unable to do really anything for herself. You must have been so down.
1: The doctor said to me at the beginning he didn't think I'd ever walk again. And and Andrea being the the bloody minded person that she is was like, yeah, I'll show him. It's just an
0: amazing story for people to hear that never give up. You know, there always is hope. So welcome to the show, Andrea. Lovely to have you here on this chilly morning. How are you doing today?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm absolutely perfect, apart from being cold.
0: (laughs) Suddenly turned. So, and this episode will go at the end of Decemberish time, so it might be be
1: colder. It might (laughs) not be, but hey.
0: So, as you know, my show is called Unbroken, and the first question that I ask all of my guests is, "What does that word Unbroken mean to you?"
1: Um. When it conjures in my mind and I try not to think about these things for too long, um, but my what conjured in my mind was a piece of glass with lots of broken bits in it, with like lots of broken shards in it. So unbroken means to me that you've looked at those those different lines, those different breaks and you've fixed them and you've and you've and you come back and you're thriving again. So that's that's pretty much what it means yeah. to me.
0: And we, I've known you on LinkedIn for a while, and I, I know you know your kind of business side of what you do, but I've never really known much about your personal side, and only recently I think you've started to share that story, and I just thought, you are just the definition of unbroken because people don't see that. They just see this smiley person giving all this positivity, but behind that, there's a bit of a story. So can we start in 2003 when you were diagnosed with ME?
1: Yeah, um, I loved my career. Um, I think um, because of issues from childhood, I think I was always a high achiever and I was always somebody that was pushing a little bit too hard. And I don't think I ever stopped and looked at the view and it was always, oh, let's you know, what can I do next? What's, what's the next goal? What's the next challenge? Um, and I think when I was headhunted by Ernst & Young, I... I think I was pretty proud of myself and um I loved the job and I think that anybody that works for large for large corporates I think they'll know that it's not that they want their pound of flesh but they they expect a certain level from you and they and they expect a certain work ethic from you and I I I don't know why it's um it made you know it it didn't agree with me um I can only assume that I pushed too hard and I worked too hard and you know, I did have a global career, so I was I was on a plane at you know going to the airport at four o'clock in the morning to get flights. And, and then and you're it, saying you
0: don't know why it broke you. <laughs> you're on well, a plane four in the morning, said... <laughs> traveling the world, working hard. It's it's a lot to keep all those balls in the air, isn't it?
1: I think when we're in our twenties, we think we're invincible, though, don't yeah. we? And I think that we think that oh look, everybody else is doing it, I, I I can do it, and and I think everybody else in that workplace is doing it. So you. It was a culture. Yeah, I think it was a culture thing, and um, we. I I met Ian um in 2001, so I'd known Ian only a short space of time, really. Before I got, I was I was diagnosed with ME, and we'd been on holiday, and we were getting married. We we decided to get married quite. We'd only known each other three months, and Ian moved in with me, and he never went home. and um, everybody thought we were a bit mental and then we decided to get married and we'd been on a lovely holiday planning the wedding um, and then when I came back um, I was I was driving to Leeds to we were pitching to Orange and we got a huge pitch um, and I'd done the proposal and, and I'd, I'd prepared the team and really very sadly I collapsed in the office and that was the start of everything really um, and I never went back to work after that day so I have Did other, you
0: you i believe that you fought the illness you didn't believe that you had yeah you I, that hard. I i
1: think i think the press around that time was a, was pretty awful to be fair because they talked to it, they talked about it as yuppie flu and they talked about it as a as if it wasn't a proper illness and it's
0: the lazy illness
1: wasn't it yeah and i just didn't want to be labeled as that person and um i was off work for about 10 weeks after the collapse and they got me to see a a neurologist because obviously i had private healthcare with my job and he said you you won't be going back to work and I thought, well, you know, he's, there's something wrong with him. He can't be right. You know, he, he's, his opinions can't be right. And they couldn't bring me back to work because I needed to be signed back to work and he wouldn't sign me back. And um, I pushed on for about a year and they tried to get me to work from home, which was really amazing of them because they didn't want to lose me. But sadly, um, I was diagnosed in 2003 and then in 2005, Ian came home one day and found me unconscious at home and um, I just pushed on far too hard and um, I went into hospital and that's where I stayed for six months so I was very poorly when I went in but I actually had the stroke in hospital so I haven't had the stroke when he found me it happened while I was in there Um, and I was in hospital for six months and um, I, I just lay in the bed and couldn't move and
0: and what age were you when you had the
1: stroke? 32. Yeah, 32, I mean, you,
0: it's not the image that we have, is it, of a 32-year-old who's in her prime, working hard, loving life, getting married, holidaying, having a stroke 32?
1: It was, yeah, it, I think it's hard to go back now. It's really strange, um, I think, because I've made peace with it all, and obviously we're, we're talking about being unbroken today. I have made peace with it all, and... I don't look back and cry or, or get sad or anything anymore. It's really, really hard for me to think about how I felt, but it was. Well, that's a, very, a real good yeah.
0: sign that you've healed from it, then, haven't? Isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think so, and I think that it, it it can't be my identity. I think it's my it's my past, and um, and I and I don't want to run away from it. I don't want to forget it. Um, because it's 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 helped me get to where I am today. And I wouldn't be where I am now if that hadn't happened. And I, I think that you have to take ownership because we do make ourselves poorly. And I think that the way that I got well and um, was through holistic diet, mm-hmm. exercise, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is taking extra special care of me. Um, and that's yes, the that I've I've I got seen well. your
0: post about self-care, about, you know, your meditation, your Pilates, your smoothies. You have a PT now. Oh, I like do, was, yeah. Only is,
1: very recently, yeah. I was very
0: happy mine cancelled
1: yesterday. <laughs> <I> <laughs> I'm still incredibly sore, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it takes a while. But, but that wasn't always the case because you couldn't leave the house for six years. You were unable to move for 17 years. Is that right? You were in a wheelchair. Just yeah up until 15 years ago it was only very recently that you actually
1: walked Broken. yeah so I was I, tell I us didn't about leave. that journey I know you don't need to go back but it is amazing <laughs> yeah. I didn't leave I didn't leave the house for two or three years so the hospital when I came home from hospital I was in the hospital bed for two or three years and I, I was I lived in the hospital bed for about seven or eight years um, so you're
0: physically just lying down the whole time
1: yeah, didn't move. Yeah, I, I, they used to, I used to have a hoist to put me um, in a, the wheelchair to take me to the bath. But I got very fed up of baths because we, I had a bath seat in the bath that they put me on to lower me in. But the, the bath seat was had, was such a depth that the water never covered me. And it was just, it just wasn't a very, you know, we think of getting in the bath and having the water up to your neck and you've got bubbles around you and you've got your candles going. Well, I don't think the water even covered my, my hips. So your feet yeah. were very clean. <laughs> <laughs> my legs were clean um and then they obviously everybody had to wash me um mm-hmm. and I think that's the hard thing I think what most of what my friends and family can't get their head around is that I had to be washed I had to be toileted I had to be fed um you know I could use my right arm and I could feed myself but as long as somebody cut it up and and it and was it just...
0: came in to do this for you yeah. or was it your husband
1: he he, bless him. Um, did his he, he was my carer, but he had to, he had six months off. Um, his his employer left, let him have six months off while I was in hospital, and then when I came home, he had to go back to work. So, um, I had four care, I had two carers four times a day. Um, and Ian used to do everything in between so they used used to come in and wash me uh, and then because I couldn't get out of the bed they used to put me onto a bedpan to go to the toilet um, and then dress me and feed me and then and then they'd come back at regular intervals but it was a lot easier in the evening because Ian was there mm-hmm. and if I needed something or I wanted something I just used to shout him or it pretty much he'd sit in the room with me and we'd watch telly but the hardest thing was that I had to sleep downstairs and he was upstairs Um, And I know you
0: said you don't like to go back and and think of those days because you feel you're in a better place. But what must have been like a young woman in her 30s unable to do really anything for herself? You must have been so down or hopeless.
1: um, It was hopeless um, because I didn't know that I was going to get to where I am today. And... I think that we'd only been married a year because we got married in 2004. As I, I was poorly with ME, but I hadn't had the stroke till 2005, so I was poorly at the wedding. But we'd only been married a year, and and he'd, and I just felt so sorry for him. You know, it wasn't what he signed up for, and I think I, I lived for him, and I pushed myself for him because I just thought it just wasn't fair on him. And a lot of people have said to me since, but you have to do it for yourself and you have to, you know, and and I get that. But unless you've been in that position, sometimes doing it for yourself is just not good enough.
0: No, it 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 gave you a reason, didn't
1: it? Yeah, I needed to do it for him until I could do it for myself. Yeah, he's still here. Yeah, Yeah, we've (laughs) been, um, we're coming up to nearly 20 years married in 2014. So um, he's a, yeah. Everybody keeps saying I need an Ian. Mm -hmm. I I was just incredibly lucky when I met him Um, and he was the one that used to put my feet over the edge of the bed when it was time for me to learn to walk and I could sit up. He was the one that used to come every day and say, come on, let's do the physio. And he's the one that used to stand there and get me standing. And and, um, I couldn't feel my leg for quite a long time, but... It was the repetition with my right leg to try and get my left leg and my left arm to do what so you watch what your right leg and your right arm are doing and hopefully your left one's gonna is gonna join in at in in at some point. So and with, was this uh, because of the
0: stroke or because of the ME? The
1: it was because of the stroke, yeah. I lost my left hand side and it just okay. took a long time to get it back. Um and the ME, I think I, I I've still got it, but I think I I I can manage it and I live with it. And I think that I live a very healthy life and I live a very healthy diet, and I take very good care of myself. But it does it does it does it does you know rear its head. It's like I said to you, I lost both of my parents in the last year, and the grief did bring it back really quite to lose badly. Lose one is
0: hard enough, and then to lose two in the same year, it's just such a blow, isn't it? It's like
1: yeah, more trauma I've, on top of trauma. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's been it's been a really, really hard road, um, you know, learning to walk and, you know, learning to get my life back um, was hard enough. And then as soon as I did start to get my life back, <clears throat> sadly, I had to look after my parents. So it's, it's felt it's felt unfair um, because I still didn't feel like I could live my life. But the sad thing is, is that now they've both left. Um, they're both at peace. They're no longer in pain but it really now is my time and it feels it feels like the strangest thing in the world i just don't even know how to describe it i've got all this time and and you know i'm i'm finishing early in december and it'll be the time for me to figure out where i'm going and what i'm doing and what i want to do with my life and try to remember how to have fun again cuz as much as i'm i'm not unhappy when you're caring for people round the clock you don't have time for fun and you don't have time to go out and enjoy yourself um so we don't have time board. for you,
0: really, do you? So It's all a becomes... bit strange
1: at the moment.
0: Yeah. So how did you go from being bedridden for two, three years to actually being able to walk? <laughs> did the hospital tell you you could walk again or did they say they doubted you could walk again?
1: The doctor said to me at the beginning he didn't think I'd ever walk again. And, and Andrea, being the, the bloody minded person that she is, was like, yeah, I'll show him.
0: Mm hmm. Which is great yeah. that you've got that bloody mindedness, really, isn't it? That stubborn streak.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get it from my dad. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Dad.
0: But you always <laughs> dreamt of walking unaided, didn't you? It was
1: It was the dream right from the moment he said that to me. I thought I'll show him. So that um, was
0: that was the fuel. So and you've already told us that Ian helped you with physio. So even though they said that they did give you daily physio.
1: Yeah, they, I used to have weekly physios. So the hospital used to come out. I had a physio and an OT come out to me once a week and they would leave me with exercises. And then Ian was, you know, chief physiotherapist once when they weren't there. Um, mm. And it was very frustrating. It was incredibly frustrating because it went from a toe move to, you know, and it's the, the, the length of time that it took for things to get moving. Um, and I can remember the day quite clearly now when I actually took my first step and all my carers were cheering and crying and it it was just it was it was overwhelming because for me i am i am a bit of a i suppose i am a bit of a tough cookie and i just and i don't stop and allow myself to think oh aren't you good um, I was like, well, you know, that's a bit pathetic, really. It's only one step. When where's where's the where's the you know the walk to the toilet coming from? And but so I,
0: one step from someone who was told they wouldn't walk again.
1: Yeah, but for me, being me at that time, just it just was like, right, come on, what's the next thing? And um and and it was put in. And I think it was the sheer determination and pushing on that got me to where I needed to be. Um, but I think I was far too hard on myself. Um, you think? And I've, I, yeah, <laughs> I've, had, I've had to learn that. I've had to stop it. Um, and there are very, very clear boundaries in my life now because Good. you have to learn from those experiences, don't you? I can't Absolutely. I can't go back to to where I came from. And um, and
0: when you say you were a tough cookie, so you've gone from bedridden to being in a wheelchair and then just walking with two crutches. And even while you're in a wheelchair, you decide to go to university. <laughs> And you get a degree in computing science, and then you walked in the graduation on crutches. It didn't even come out the way that you went in. No. And it's only very recently that you've just really taken proper steps or stood, isn't it?
1: Yeah I, I've um, I've yeah I started the first time I worked with crutches was in my graduation, which was 2014. And then I've been walking, I was walking with two crutches for a while. Um, and so I've only been down to one crutch probably since about 2018. So it's it was probably four years with two, and then it's been sort of four with um with one. Um and it's it's been it's been really really hard. It it is it's it was about getting the strength in my in my abdomen and getting the strength in my le- in my leg. But the, the muscles in the left side of my leg, down the side, are dead. So it was it was a touch and go whether I would able be would I would be able to do it. But I think I worked so hard on my strength. And what people didn't see behind the scenes was that I was I was training every day. So I was doing yoga and Pilates when I couldn't walk to get my core strong and my and my upper body strong. And I was doing a lot of weights. I was doing I was training on my own. Um because I just didn't want to let anybody into my world to see how I was. And that and that's quite sad really that I didn't bring anybody else in to help. It was it was as if I'd got to do it all by myself. And Looking
0: back, you find that sad, but at the time you couldn't do it.
1: Couldn't do it. No, I couldn't let anybody. I just, I think it, I just didn't this want anybody feeling sorry for me. fierce independence,
0: isn't there, as well?
1: Yeah, I didn't want anybody feeling sorry for me. Um, and I, I am really proud that I did it all, all on my own. Um, I got on my feet on my own and I walked on my own. And the first few walks I went without my sticks, I was holding on to Ian for dear life because I just didn't know if I could do it. Because it isn't a case of the strength, it's the, it's your brain. And your brain yes. doesn't think you can do it. And my brain was totally convinced that it needed crutches to stand upright. And it's, it, I was very wobbly and very dizzy, and it took a lot of time for me to stop thinking about what I was doing and to try to get it to do it naturally. And that was the tough bit was to and, try and, and get
0: how long ago was this that you took these first few steps? It's only eight did.
1: weeks. I know eight weeks, Amazing. Yeah, eight weeks. Yeah, it's Amazing. taken me 17 years. Yeah,
0: and you just say it like it's nothing. Oh my <laughs> gosh,
1: I, yeah, I think. I I did a post yesterday um, with me with my PT on, I think he came Tuesday, and he he got me with kettlebells training from side to side because I I need to to, to keep my strength up. Um, And it was the first time I stopped and said, I just think I'm pretty awesome. And that's the first time that I've stopped and said it.
0: You really are. You, You really are awesome. And I think it's just an amazing story for people to hear that never give up you know, there always is hope. Um, If you can do it, then then they can, you know, whatever we struggle over, whatever we think we can't do, you know, it's not true. If we really have the mindset, we put in the grit and the determination, Mm. then we can get there. And I know you ran um, a networking group, didn't you? Yeah. Well, oh, you still run a networking group and it was Yeah, least... I'm running
1: I'm running a face to face networking group but I'm um, I'm also I've also got an online mastermind group and um I, I'm I am a little bit harsh with them and I don't mean to be but when, <laughs> when when they're setting their visions and their business plans I'm like look if I can get on my feet and I can do it you can do anything and they're all sitting there going yeah 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 yes. I can and you so can't they argue they, with you now <laughs> they've got they've got no comeback because no. But I think it's like you said, it depends on the goal, doesn't it? It depends on how important it is. And the reason that I don't think I'm anything special is because I think if anybody else was in my position, if a lot of people were in my position, they wouldn't have laid down and took it. They'd have they'd have, they'd have come out fighting. And there's a lot of people that I speak to every day where they've had overcome adversity and illness and they come out fighting. So I think we look at people and think I couldn't do that. But the, the truth of the matter probably is it is if when you when your backs up against the wall, you, you do come out fighting.
0: Mm-hmm. I think people can do it, but I don't think people are aware of how much time it takes and how much patience. I recently mm. interviewed, I think, you know, Andy Dobinson, and he said, he who's also a stroke survivor who now does these crazy ultramaricons, <laughs> but he was an extreme cyclist before. And he said, you know, just cycling for 10 seconds one day and then 20 seconds the next day you know he said it was just worn out and just over time the incremental tiny tiny steps that it takes and you 17 years 15 years it's like it's very patient and now as it's only been eight weeks does your mind still accept that you can stand on two legs unaided
1: not yet no Um, what does it do (laughs) It's it's strange. I, I still lose my balance. Um, I still fall over occasionally. Um, it's like I said to the PT on Tuesday. I said, hey, "I'm going to fall over." I said, "Just don't panic." Um, he's he's amazing. He, he he accepts me for who I I am and my limitations. He doesn't try to fit. I've spoken to a lot of PTs over the years. They've tried to fit me into their programs, and yeah. you know, you've got to do twelve thousand steps. And I'm like, I haven't quite managed to walk without crutches yet. I'm not going to be doing yes. twelve thousand steps. He's like. Go for a walk. If you want to go for a walk, go out for as long as you want. Stay out for as long as you want, come back when you want. The the strength work that he's got me doing, we're not looking at inches, we're not looking at weight, we're not looking at we're looking at building my repetitions up, building my weights up, uh, building my strength up. And he sees me for who I am, which he's just yeah, I I think I'll love him till the end of time. He's just um he's just very kind and he's very patient. And I think if I'd have looked for him a long time ago he probably could have helped me get where I am quicker but I think everything happens for a reason
0: yes I think the right Um, people come in when we need them but isn't that really true of everybody because it sounds like it's just working holistically it's just really you know I have a PT which I go with my daughter three times a week and it kind of keeps me sane but he knows what I can do, he knows what she can do, and sometimes we both can't do the same things. Yeah. You know, she'll have to wait till I finish or yeah. do it slightly heavier or slightly. lighter. So it's working to your own limitations because we're all different. But like you, I really I, I, I like lifting weights. Well, I'm assuming you like lifting weights. I'm asking I, I, you.
1: <laughs> i I'm, I'm I'm still very sore. I've had weight, I've had dumbbells in the in, in my training regime for a long time, just not kettlebells, and they're a different, yes. it's it's a very different um a d- different item. But the, but the one thing that he's done is he's had to rein me in because because I wanted to be so strong and because I've got the it's been in the forefront of my mind to walk for so long. I I push myself quite hard and I and I do some form of exercise every day. Yeah. And he sort of said, "Well, that's got to stop." You know, okay. your 50- you need to have a
0: rest day as well, and you, you, want, 50- you want to get injured and all of that.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, you're you should you really be pushing a 50 year old body as hard as you are? But the problem with my mindset is is that my body broke in my 30s. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I don't know what a 30-year-old body felt like. I don't know what a 40-year-old body felt like. And here I am finding myself in my late 40s. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel because I don't – I haven't got. I have got a benchmark. So he was like, no, you've got to rein it in. You shouldn't be sore. You shouldn't be aching all the time. Um, you've got to have rest days. So – I do um, an upper body workout then I do a video of my choice because I like to do a lot of YouTube videos I do Pilates yoga Mm -hmm. or or some kind of ab or arm exercise and then I've got a lower body workout and then another video so I'm only actually doing four days and then I'm having a day in between and then two days rest at the weekend and it's I'm still having to sit on my hands. Yes Um, I'm going to say it's
0: about I'm hearing it's about learning patience again isn't it? You want to run literally before you can walk?
1: (laughs) I mean, I I should know, really. It's Um, taken me a long time. um, But I think because I think at the back of my mind that the thing that is still slightly there is I really don't want to be poorly again. And I don't want to go back where I've come from. And so I do need reining in a little bit on, you know, like I've got a nutritionist and she's like, you can have things. You are allowed to have them. You're not going to end up back where you came from. Mm -hmm. So I do have to have a little bit of a talking to because I think I try too hard to stay well. So my consultants like you need to bring some salt into your diet like miso and and soy sauce because you're far too healthy and and your heart rate's so low. You've got to bring some salt in and you've got to you are allowed alcohol and you are allowed a bit of what you want. So Mm -hmm. it's it's learning that it's okay to yeah it's about finding those a balance
0: things. is what i'm hearing from you
1: mm, most definitely it's finding said, that balance
0: yeah we said in the beginning about your business you want to tell us what the seo angel is all <laughs> about because you not only thrive in yourself you love to see other people thrive as well and that's what i've always what i've always found from your posts is that they're so genuine in the care for others as well and to watch them to do well is really what i think motivates you as well
1: I, ne- I never set out to set up a business, which is strange. Um, I went to university because I needed to see if my brain worked um, because it wasn't very well. Um, and I walked away with a with 2-1, a which I'm I'm, I'm proud of. Um, and I think the year, I gra- yeah, I graduated in 2013, sorry, um, and my business was set up in 2014. And um, it was a case of people coming to me saying, oh, would you mind building me a website? Oh, could you build me a database? Oh, could you build me an app? Um, And I was using my newfound skills. And I thought, I think there might be something in this. Um, And in, in the early days, I was still, I wasn't very well. So it was like a few hours from my bed with a laptop. And I think that's really important for people to know when they're setting up a business is that I see business owners every day who want to be earning 100K right from the day dot. And they think there's a quick fix and they think that there's easy ways to do things. And there isn't. And you, it's the same way as me learning to walk. It's the same way as everybody with their business. You, it's consistency and it's patience, and it's it's you know it's sticking to your vision, it's sticking to your values, and it's not trying to learn to run before you can walk. Uh, excuse the analogy, but you know it's taken me. I'm going into my ninth year. It's taken me a long time to to get to a bit of my business to a level where I'm only working three days. I, I, I and and I'm comfortably working three days. Um, but SEO Angel was born because there were so many people that had either had a website developed or there was issues within their marketing in some way, shape or form where they'd been let down. Um, And I started helping people that, had, you know, they they just weren't ethical or moral services for whatever reason or the right questions weren't asked or there wasn't a a good description given of what the services were. And I started helping people out that were in a hole. And it became apparent to me that... So it's a bit like a
0: troubleshooter in some ways, isn't it? Making them more visible yeah. or marketing themselves better.
1: Yeah, it, it was a lot like that. And um, that's how the business gained its its wings, really. Um, and I focus a lot on training at the moment. So I'm training a lot of small business owners to understand what the foundation should be. So I realised quite quickly that I needed to bring my BD skills um, and my tech skills together. Because we make a number of assumptions um, when we're working with businesses that they understand where the business is, where it's going, how it's going to grow, who their audience are, how how you know how they, how the, what their audience wants to buy from them. We're making so many assumptions when we just come in at the website level and creating a website. We think that the business owner has got it all sorted and that we've just got to come in and create the site for them. The reason that some of the sites weren't creating traffic and they weren't creating revenue is because... They hadn't got their business plan sorted. They didn't know who their audience were. They didn't know how they were going to achieve their business plan. And so I take them back to basics and my mastermind, I'm just, I think it's my happy place because um, we're doing vision. We're doing business planning. We're doing business strategy. We're doing target audience. We're doing value proposition. We're doing absolutely everything that helps that business to become visible, to create a visibility strategy that then goes on to create consistent revenue. And that's what I'm, That's where my happy place is, is because we're only the first one, we're only a few months in and everybody's just so, so positive about the things that their businesses are changing. and and Well, that
0: surely comes from you and the way that you run them and your positivity to, to think that you started this during illness when you were not at your best, you know, and you're successful. It is amazing, really, isn't it? I,
1: I think I say to them that it isn't about following what I did it's mm-hmm. about taking my process and applying it to their business mm-hmm. so it's each of them are individual and unique there isn't a quick there isn't a, a 12-step plan that I can give them that they're going to follow that they that, that is going to make them successful it's about taking those 12 steps and applying it to those businesses and and I think that it's lovely for me to see the the, the aha moments the things that they haven't thought of the things that Because it's, I think it's quite an unusual offering. There aren't many people out there that are doing it because I've got the, I've got the back, I've got the experience and the career and the the qualifications. It's an unusual combination. Mm -hmm. Is there's there's very few SEOs out there that, that are able to help them to figure out all of the business, the business structure stuff before they move on to creating the visibility. And that's what I, and that's what I love about it is that. I'm, I'm, I want to just focus on the training I still do um, one-to-one so I've, I have got some corporate clients mm-hmm. but it, I'm. I'm moving to the point now where they've got to be the exact right fit because it's very very hard with corporate with the red tape to get strategies changed to get things implemented and I don't I don't ever feel fulfilled after a project if I don't feel like I've made a difference and it's much harder to do in corporate whereas i'd rather shape the small businesses to go on to success really
0: but it's great to hear that it's now your work is mirroring your life you're thriving in your business and and thriving in your life and and i think they have to really work side by side really don't they
1: yeah i think if i i um i think i was struggling with business last year and i'm and i'm quite i'm quite open about my struggles and i tell the mastermind i'm very very clear and open about my struggles so I had to take quite a lot of time off when my dad got sick and my dad was dying, Um, and I had to take time out of the business. And in this time last year, the business wasn't – I say it wasn't doing well, it it still made the same income. So I can't say that it wasn't doing well, but it wasn't thriving. So that I made the same amount of money. I didn't increase my my profit last year, but because I took four or five months out, I was pretty proud that I still hit my revenue targets. But it's an important message
0: as well, isn't it, to hear – if things are tough and we are struggling, that actually self-care is not selfish, it's really important?
1: If I hadn't have taken the time out, I don't think I would have been any use to anybody. Yeah. Um, and I think that I needed that time. And And it was really strange, and I'm quite honest about this, is that when I came back, I I came back in the, I think it was September, October last year, and um, I must have had somewhere in the region of 50, 60 inquiries and I didn't land any of them not one of them and that isn't because I'm not good at what I do it's because my heart wasn't in my business I was grieving I was sad I was didn't know what to do with these feelings that i would had and I think when you're speaking to people it comes across and people know when your heart's not in it and and I'm going into this year it was hard it was it was it was it's been an incredibly hard year um and I knew that I was going to lose my mum quite quickly after dad because she was due to go before him Mm -hmm. so I knew it was only going to be a matter of time and I took a counsellor on board to help me deal with my grief from dad before mum passed um and she's been instrumental to helping keeping me mentally healthy um but you still have to grieve and you still have to feel in pain but it's
0: a process isn't it it's not just a, a quick fix you know It's like an ocean. I think there's kind of waves that hit us that are calmer and sometimes the waves are a lot stormier and then it can get calm again. But it's it's not knowing when the when the bad weather's coming, really, isn't it?
1: I think you have good days and bad days and you just have to accept them when they come and try not to do too much and try not to push yourself. So I still have days now when I get up and I feel incredibly low, Um, but I don't confuse it with depression because it's it's me processing my emotions and that's completely okay. Um, And it's okay to go with it. Um, But I think the business changed when I came back after mum passed because I needed to bring some joy into my life and I needed to be happy. And that meant giving. And And I know that I
0: saw one of your posts. You said that um, you want to be dancing soon. Yeah. unaided has that happened yet in the eight no. weeks that you've been standing not yet no not
1: yet, not yet. armchair
0: dancing could do a bit of armchair dancing but we did, not we we
1: did a, yeah we did a bit of armchair dancing my, my best friend took me to see lost in music at the oh, Alexandra okay. in Birmingham which is um, based on the sister sledge song lost mm-hmm. in music so it was a lot of 70s disco and we we did a lot of seated dancing that night but I think I just need to get a little bit stronger because yeah. I can't quite sway and move yet without toppling um but um The the goal is my 50th birthday next year. So Mm -hmm. Ian and I are are going to Ibiza because if you're going to dance, there's only one place.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) And you know what? I think whatever you set your mind to, you will do. So I am now picturing the two of you in Ibiza, clubbing away and having a fantastic time. So I'll, I'll
1: post the pictures.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see it. So we're very near to the end of our interview. The time just whizzes by. Anything that you would like to say or any words that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Some advice?
1: Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And I think that don't be scared to dream because because dreams do come true. Absolutely. The problem is with dreams, sometimes they take a little bit longer than you think.
0: But you get there. Oh, thank you so much, Andrea, for sharing your story
1: with us. It's been an absolute pleasure to listen. you. Thank to you for me. having me. It's been you're, a pleasure. You're welcome
0: unbroken healing through storytelling if you haven't already go on download subscribe give us a five-star rating it really helps us get this important and life-changing message out to as many people as possible there is already a selection of fantastic episodes to choose from and a brand new one coming soon unbroken healing through storytelling playing now on all the main platforms including apple podcasts spotify stitcher for android google podcasts amazon music and here Play Unbroken, the podcast with Madeleine Black.